Bangarang Radio, Bangarang Radio, BangarangRadio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go, I'll Bangarang on the radio, so turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. Thank you, Chris. Chris DeMakes, everybody, from Less Than Jake. I have to point him out once again because Less Than Jake just announced their next album is going to be coming out on December 11th. And uh, Pure Noise Records, once again, that's when their, their last EP that they dropped, I think it was in 2017, was on Pure Noise Records. But um, so the next record. Like I said, December 11th is coming out. It's called Silver Linings, and they dropped a new single and video along with the announcement, and it's called Lie to Me, and it is like the most well-written song I've ever heard Less Than Jake do. They just keep outdoing themselves, in my opinion anyway. Their their songwriting is just... It's so amazing. I feel... yeah, You could probably... I'm sure you would love to argue with me on this if you are a less than Jake fan, but I just feel like their songwriting has just gotten so much better over the years to where their most recent releases sound so much better than going back to the 90s and listening to Hello Rock View or Losing Streak. To me, they sound so, the, the structure is, is just done so well this the lyrics and and the melody the guitar parts everything is just written so well and so i am super excited to listen to this new album when it drops in december so give lie to me by less than jake a listen whenever you're done listening to this podcast and uh, check it out let me know if you like it or not because i think it's amazing so but uh you know, to each their own, right? Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm Jacques Lamore, and we are officially in Halloween season right now, right? Halloween spooky season. And um, we're uh, getting a little spooky on today's episode of the podcast. I had a, a wonderful, wonderful guy named Jeff on the podcast. He goes by Demi the Daredevil, and his music is very theatrical, spooky sounding, um, especially his most recent single that has yet to be released. It's actually being released here in just a couple days on October 8th. The song is called Paranoia on Main Street. And so we dive into what this upcoming single is about. We talk about Jeff's, uh, we talk about mental health a little bit. And um, he also said some really, really, really nice things about me. And I was I was just, he had me blushing. <laughs> I was just, I was just so honored by his, his kind words. I just, you know, I wasn't expecting that. So he, uh, he was just a really, really nice guy and very, very talented. So let's get to my conversation with Jeff Demi the Daredevil here on Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. <laughs> Obviously, when I think of of uh, think of Demi, I always think of like Demi Lovato or yeah. um, Demi Moore. You know, the, yeah, exactly. the, the very the very famous Demi's. Not that you're not you know up there with them, but you know, um, yeah. I usually That's... I usually think Demi Lovato because the uh, the radio station I work for we play her music all the time. So okay. You know, so that's, yeah. that's the top of mind reference that yeah that, that's uh yeah usually i i don't know I, i've kept the band name just because i'm attached to it but i we've thought about changing it over the years a lot because usually people are they're like what a danny or denny or they, they can't understand so usually i said demi is and demi lovato the daredevil it helps <laughs> so so demi the daredevil has not always been just you there's been other members yeah. over the years yeah yeah it's been plenty of 
a lot of members. And so just, uh, yeah, over, over the course of time, it just became, I was the, the constant, I guess, since uh, for a lot of, you know, re relationship dynamics are super uh, complicated. So, yeah. So it just ended up mean, I, I, you know, just had the uh, belief in myself, like started just, you know, slow process of being like, okay, I understand lyrics, understand chord progressions, understand it just so slow, but finally, yeah. So how how long has Demi the Daredevil been around then? Uh, well, it's uh, it's something that I don't I like to say it's been like it's been me like um, I guess there were no real tangible results online at least or just like th until 2016 and that's when I released just my I was just like you know I gotta just do this myself and this is the this is real frustrating and, and all these other ways so uh, 2016 is when the first uh, EP came out that I made and uh, but, but I start I started as a drummer for this band in 20 um, uh, what was it 2006 so 2006, I started off as a drummer and then I went to school and so it broke up for a while but it, that's when it's originated Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize uh, we were, we were going to date back that far. That's really cool. I, I so guess. It, yeah. I'm almost, I, I'm like embarrassed by it partly. No. So I, I don't know if it's, yeah. <laughs> why, why should you be embarrassed by that? Like that's, that's so cool that the band started in 06, you were sitting behind drums and now here you are front and center, you know, s starting to gain traction and it doesn't it doesn't matter how many years it's been and it doesn't matter that you started on drums what matters is that you're here right now and you're doing it you know yeah okay thanks thanks for saying that <laughs> I, I think i i'm under i think i read something or or someone told me like uh you know if it usually happens in about 5 i mean maybe i i, I can you would take this with a grain of salt but they were saying like online usually it would take 5 years and if you don't do it by 5 years if it doesn't spread then it's just not going to it's just not catching but yeah that's just there's different rules for everybody and if there was a lot of factors that made it a slower process but yeah so thanks yeah Oh, you're welcome, dude. I mean, if you look at any uh, actor, musician, any kind of artist, um, and they don't even have to be an artist. They can be in a di completely different profession. The times um, that everyone peaks is is different, or the times that they break, you know, whatever you want to want to call it, it's all different. You know, um, I mean, there's so many actors and musicians that didn't really hit the the big or started to get success until later on and and way later i know i always have to keep morgan freeman in mind or someone like that <laughs> he's no. one of the first ones that comes to mind you're absolutely right um yeah you know like he didn't start picking up steam until later in his life and that's that's just how it rolls sometimes we we don't have control over that obviously we just have control over you know what we're currently doing and we just hope well i hope this works and then if it doesn't then well you just you keep going yeah you yeah know? cool so but uh but i i love what you're doing and i'm just like when i came across um demi the daredevil and in fact i think what it was uh when i was first introduced to you it was on twitter and i oh. think it I think it, or not on Twitter, it was on, um, it was on Instagram. My bad. Um, I think it was your, your followers on Instagram kept like tagging you in, in one of my posts about, Hey, you know, if you ever want to, if anyone ever wants to be on the podcast, just hit me up. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, yeah, uh, Demi the daredevil. Demi's That's a daredevil. I, at least I'm pretty sure. Like this was a while ago. I'd have to like trek through, um, the uh, like my posts because I can't remember exactly which one it was. But I I'm almost positive because there was so many people that tagged you. I'm like, okay, what is, <laughs> like, what is up with this? You know, <laughs> that's, that's really cool. And then yeah. lo and behold, I I get a uh, I get an email from you. Like I don't know if it was a month ago. When um, you got in touch with me, something or earlier, this, yeah, I think it I think it was about a month ago. It was like the first part of of uh, September. Um, Did does that so in your when like you being an established podcast, like someone in your field who kind of has that kind of like your you you made a name for yourself in the in the business aspect, I guess, or what do you call it? Uh, so 
it, it takes people to, to mention me and to tag me, but then you kind of don't act on that right away. And then it has to be like a second follow up, right? Is that normal for people to be like, you have to kind of try multiple attempts to get a hold of someone? Um, oh, sometimes you do have to try with me multiple times. Um, and it's not necessarily because of, you know, like it wasn't the fact that I wasn't taking you seriously when people were kept continually tagging you. Um, it's just that I get busy and I, I get, especially with, with, um, with the pandemic, I've gotten more, you know, messages and requests and emails um, from people all over the place to be, really? yeah, yeah, to be on the podcast. And I think it's just because um, bands and artists are doing more promotions online now more than ever because they can't perform live. So I think that's really why I've been getting an influx. And in, in in you know in inquiry, so you you just kind of like sometimes <clears throat> like if it would have been the next day or something, and um you know maybe that would have been a better day for everyone to tag me, and then maybe I would have like made it happen then. But it just like it just depends on the day. Sometimes it takes per a person once it just happens to be at the right time, and then others like you just kind of have to remind me because some there's like for instance I know there's probably somebody listening to this right now that's like yeah dude you told me like two weeks ago that you would get back to me and you still haven't <laughs> like and it's, it's good it's a good reminder for everyone I guess I bring it up too to to for so I can affirm it and then for other people to like not take it personally when you're getting it's like i used to have that mindset with like send one email and if i didn't hear anything back it's like you got rejected they said no but it's like everyone's busy and you have to sometimes not feel like you're a burden or a pestering too much you know (laughs) yeah that i mean that's that's honestly what it comes down to it it's there's a lot of times where it's just i'm so um i'm so backed up i mean i i only just started doing this podcast two days a week now uh, just in like the last month, I used to just do it one episode a week, but now I'm doing two a week. And, you know, I've got, I've got other full-time obligations too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't really do more than, you know, more than two episodes a week. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of, so I get backed up easily. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, Understandable. It, it, so yeah, I mean, and that goes for, for anything. It, it never hurts to follow up with that person after um you know five days or ten days it it never hurts to reach out to them again and be like hey just checking in did you get my last email or did you get a chance to look it over or you know there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of times that's that's just what it is yeah so that's yep totally understandable you'd be surprised um how many you'll hook in that second attempt you know yeah, um, you're okay. you're like you're likely to get a a response at, at least in in my um in my experience anyway. So yeah, that's good. You know. That's good. To, good reminder. Uh, when I'm and I'm super happy to be on this uh, on your podcast. I've I've followed you. I haven't known about you for so long, but I have followed you and were list, was listening to your podcast maybe be six or since you know six or eight months ago and uh yeah i love i I, it's really cool connecting with someone who's in the same niche who you know like before i was like my circle of friends in high school or uh you know or like a certain circle wasn't into the same type of music and you think that you're the only one so it's cool to to once you reach the people who like punk music then then it's like we're all gung-ho together so that's awesome and and you're you're um you're you're funny as hell i think and you're you're also uh you're one thing that's uh, that kind of makes uh made you stand out too is that i feel like a good amount of podcasts especially the ones that are starting off uh they talk they they they, they're doing like most of the talking which is which is totally fine but also i noticed that you kind of let the other person talk and you're more receptive to what they're saying and so i think that's super cool to be you know that you you seem to be aware or like a receptive person so that's awesome well, wow. Uh, I, I feel like I'm being interviewed now. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah no, I'm genuinely curious so about where you're <laughs> about, <laughs> Thank you about so your much. Life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm open to talk about whatever you want. We can talk about you. We can talk about me. Whatever, whatever comes up, whatever you want to ask, I will openly answer any questions that you have. And I'm, I'm extremely flattered by that. Thank you. Oh, um, yeah. Hell yeah. I, um, 
I, I try to be f- funny when, <laughs> when I can. I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very corny. Um, you know, people like to call them dad jokes. I've been telling yeah. dad jokes <laughs> yeah. even before I was a father. I was telling dad jokes. I yeah. Mean, I, okay. I've, okay. Okay. <laughs> that makes me feel better. I, I, I was wondering at a certain point, people started saying like, okay, enough with the dad jokes. I'm like, man, at what point did I start with the dad jokes? But I don't know if that's, <laughs> maybe you, you could be an old soul and just always do the dad jokes. I think, I think it just depends. Like, you know, growing up around my grandfather and my father, they always had the corny dad jokes. So, of course, that just, like, got hammered into my brain as a young kid. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of, like, kept, you know, kept going. Um, yeah. But, you, yeah, you no. Keep in, you're keeping so, the ancestry alive. Right. Like, somebody's right. <laughs> got to do it, you know. Someone's got to continue the uh, the family tradition. But, no, that uh, that is extremely sweet of you. I, I try – I mean, when I have guests on the podcast, which is almost every single episode, um, there's few and far between where it's just myself. Um, it, it's it, – you know, it's about them. That's that's why they're there. That's why they're the guest. The, the podcast um, is a little bit about me, um, you know, and, and I, I will talk about myself, but I, I try to ref- – whenever I do talk about myself, I try to push and reflect that onto my audience or yeah. the per- just the person I'm talking to. Um, so, you know, I, I can't stand it when someone just wants to, to blab about themselves, especially when there's somebody else on. So Yeah, <laughs> I know um, that's good. No, that's a, that's a definitely an art in itself is being like super, it's like kind of being a counselor too. My wife's a counselor and she's good at like being reflective and validating what the other person says. And then if they're saying something, they kind of always, t- a good podcaster like you kind of brings it, uh, you're aware enough to make connections you know (laughs) yeah that's what it's that's what it's all about making connections so what is it like being married to a counselor um people people the the typical uh response when i say that is uh uh you know like well that's good you get free free therapy from your wife and that's awesome and she really does actually that you know truthfully she does listen a good amount and has has talked me through a bunch of crap that she at a, at a certain point she's just like you, you should go see a therapist yourself and so uh she, there is that but but then also you know i want to be like married to a therapist like if she's listening to people and being that kind of receptive person throughout the days or job then i want to be able to like at the end of the day you know, listen to what she has to say and be that person for her. So, yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm sure you've learned some of those, those counselor skills. Some of those, I would hope you would have learned some of those listening skills that you can use <laughs> with her, but also, you know, with, uh, with others. And I'm, and you Definitely. know, when, when, like you were just talking about how people say, oh, you must get free counseling then. It's like, well, not necessarily because sure you can you're always supposed to talk to your significant other or or your your family members about what's going on in your mind, but they're in your circle. They're in your so they they kind of have a, a bias, right? Yeah. So yeah, you got you got to go outside that and get someone's perspective from the outside because that is just so important i feel like very good point we just were talking about that yesterday yeah Mm -hmm. your your wife was telling you you need to go to a therapist and someone get an outside opinion because you're just crazy yeah i was just like isn't it i I was just i was thinking like oh being sad about it and being like isn't it sad how most people like we don't get the validation from anybody and so when you go to a counselor you're just like oh my gosh that's exactly what i've been going through no one has told me this and she's like well it's a different story if you're from the outside and you don't have any context and it's just not biased yeah so it's that that's what makes it big difference yeah they're they don't they don't already like have some type of opinion formed you know they don't really know you um like like your family does it's it's uh it's different they don't have to live with you you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) they don't get annoyed with with your uh, dirty laundry or your eating habits or (laughs) what you know whatever whatever it might be but your your wife sounds like a, a lovely lovely person Oh, thanks. Yeah, she is definitely. <laughs> um, and uh, I wasn't trying to. I hope I. I wasn't trying to make you sound like a bad guy because you also sound like a wonderful person. Oh too. no, 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 yeah, not at all. Um, thanks. So let's talk about Demi the Daredevil then. Um, when 
so you've got this brand new single that is dropping called Paranoia on Main Street. And of course, I've, I've listened to it a couple of times. I was actually just listening to it a few times before the interview. So I kind of had it fresh in my brain. And cool. first thing that came to my mind is like, I want to I get into Jeff's head and I, I want to see what it's like. But then immediately after I thought that, I'm like, do I want to do that? Because I'm kind of <laughs> scared. <laughs> Just because of the intensity, especially in, I don't know if it's considered the bridge of the song, but it has that creepy voice sound effect going on you know which part yeah. of the song where it's it's one of those it's one of those vocal effects i don't really know what you call it but it's one of those vocal effects it's that a, it's alter alter boy for all the musicians that are listening that was the uh, that's like the i think that's what people are using i found out it through phineas the guy uh billy eilish's brother but uh yeah it's just some uh it, you, it's an it's a little plug-in for 50 bucks and it, it kind of like you can down tune your your vocals so it gave it that like uh, demon <laughs> okay <laughs> that that would have been the better demon but i guess your name is demi so the, ban- <laughs> the band name is and and isn't uh well daredevil is obviously in the, name the word as well. devil mm-hmm. got the word devil in there um but yeah the, that demon sounding vocal effect in the middle of the song and I uh, instantly started to get the chills. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess that even if it's uh, scary chills, at least it made you feel something. And I guess that's the point. If it doesn't make you feel, then it's like not uh, it's not going like that. That's the game. I feel like is making someone feel. So that's that's good. That's good. Chills is good. Well, what's cool about this song and just your style is that there's so much intensity in your music but it's also it's it's got the the pop finish to it you know um and it's really it's just really cool it's to me that's such a hard thing to do it's like wow this song to excuse the term i know a lot of people use this and this is what all the cool kids say but be like man this song hits hard you know but like the song the song does hit hard but it also it's obviously it's not you know it's not uh like metalcore or anything like that you know okay um, yeah yeah so it's uh I, I don't know if i'm making any sense no that's great point. that that is but, like i i've always thought like my part of uh, one band that i uh grew up listening to was the strokes and and the shins and and stuff that's like i guess that's like indie and it's a little bit more soft uh and so I have that in me to be more reserved, I guess, like the song seemed to have a softer quality, but that's very cool that you, you said it hits hard. Cause I still like, you know, a bigger influence would be the used or green day or my cam or follow boy. And so they, they seem to be more like in your face. So that's, that's cool. That it's still coming across. Like I went through a phase where riding with my brother and he was more classical inspired. And I was kind of sad that, uh, that I was being like, well, I guess I'll, I won't have that kind of like edgy, intensity uh and maybe i'll just have to settle for that but that's good that it's coming through so that's yeah Yeah, uh no it's definitely definitely coming through and so where does this where does paranoia on main street come from where what place in your mind does this come from because you know we we've kind of just dabbled just a little bit on like your mental health um and obviously i feel like even some of the the lyrics kind of um, hints at that as well. Um, so because it, it, it says, um, I'm all alone, always have been, um, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is kind of like, whoa, like, that, it, <laughs> you know, it hits, it hits you in the feels, you know, it's like, wow, well, that's depressing. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. so, nope. and I'm not making fun of you by any means. I'm just saying nope. like you can, a person can relate to that. A person that also is feeling alone and feels like that they've always felt that way. They hear that, that lyric and they're like, fuck, this is my anthem. Like <laughs> this is great. my, this is my song. So, so just kind of describe where, where does this come from? Is this is this real or is this a made-up land in your mind? <laughs> yeah, wow, that's such good questions. I, I was, uh, okay, so my first thought was like that um, when I was making it, it seems to be like the songs, the, the better, uh, the, the stuff that sticks 
seems to be like the very first thought which is like subconscious where I don't quite know where it's coming from. It just like pops out. So that was where it was starting. I didn't even know where paranoia, that word came from. Um, and, uh, and so in terms of lyrics, I think it, it was like that for some reason that, that it was the feeling of, it was the feeling of, um, you know, carrying my past experiences, which, you know, I came from El Paso and, and the more I've talked with people in Austin or College Station, or I haven't lived in that many places, but uh, I thought that, okay, I came from a, of a neighborhood and kind of a school where there was a lot of jumps. Uh, you were getting, people were getting jumped a lot and there was a lot of fights. I was always kind of afraid that I was going to get my ass kicked. And uh, so it was, there was that and maybe coming from, you know, you, you, I was coming from negative circles of people. So that carried on to the present. And so when I was out and about and kind of like around people, I don't know what percentage I was projecting those past feelings on the present circumstance, but I know that when I was going out in public, I was feeling that or with people and I'm like, why are you looking at me? And why, why am I getting weird vibes from these people? And, I, and I'm kind of just, it, it was just kind of like a, the song ended up being like uh, working through these negative icky feelings I have when I'm around others. And I don't know if that's just me. And I'm sure a lot of people feel like that, but uh, I, yeah, it was just, maybe it's just phobias and, you know, being ex is the, the feeling of repulsion of people to the extreme and so they're just wor working through that like i guess that's what the song ended up being like okay how can i you know just you know really vent uh how i'm feeling when i'm around strangers in particular well it's funny you bring up the jumping thing because and not that i i grew up in a small town and there Chicago, weren't a lot of uh, illinois Yes, I'm in Illinois. I'm I'm uh, an hour south of Chicago, mm -hmm. um, so I I grew up in a small town. I'm I'm still in the same area. In fact, I'm just in a different town next door. Um, but there were never. It was always a safe town. Not a lot of no shootings or not a lot of you know violence or anything like that. Nobody getting jumped. But I would always have when I'd go for a walk at night um, down one of the the main streets in my uh hometown of mantino i would always my it's just amazing what your mind can come up with and what your mind where where it the places it takes you so i would always have this fear that's that a car was going to drive by on this highway and shoot me yeah i know right yeah though that's i've had that fear too yeah you just i don't know that's crazy I, but here's the thing it's not a violent town no one gets oh okay no one yeah. gets shot in a drive-by this is just all in my crazy <laughs> mind yeah okay and okay. you know but obviously you know you have a good reason if so people were mm. actually getting jumped like classmates or what and why would you get jumped i mean yeah. or did you ever get jumped i i got uh i i i, I was in a few um brawls like where where i guess it was the the guys that i was hanging around it was kind of like they were they were just looking to get in fights i think and and also there were other groups of guys that were you know it just seems like in el paso maybe there, there's a lot of the what you call machismo dudes and like the the girls like it was like considered cool if like you're protecting me and like it was like it was okay to get in fights all the time so uh, I, there, we were in, I got dragged into that and I got in a few fights and, and I remember when I was a kid, you know, driving by the high school, when I was, a, when I was a kid, my mom was working at the high school and I was driving to her, her classroom and saw somebody get jumped. And that was like my first sight at the high school that I was going to go to. So I, I, so I have that image, that vivid image of just somebody walking and then like a group of people just diving onto this dude. And so it was, maybe that was implanted in me since I was a kid. It wasn't like extreme. It wasn't like I was grown up just in the total ghetto, but um, it was definitely lower middle class. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's crazy though, that, that it's like, you, you, it's not a violent town in your case, but you still have those thoughts. So I'm like, is it because of movies? Is that our feelings? Like just it's inherent in our human condition to be afraid and like suspicious, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's just a, a culmination of things, even though, like I said, it's a completely safe neighborhood, safe town. None of that kind of crap ever happens, but somehow that would always come to my mind. And, and I could totally see, um, I can totally put myself in your shoes, painting that picture of being 
young and seeing where you're going to go to high school and right outside of that high school, someone's getting jumped. Like <laughs> those things just stick with you. They never, yeah. they never yeah. go away. You always think of them. You'll think of them randomly <laughs> when you're doing something that is not even related. You'll just think about, yeah, I remember that one time I, I, I was driving with my mom and saw some kids get jumped, uh, you know, down yeah. the street from the high school. So you grew up in El Paso? Yep. Okay, but you're currently in Austin, right? Currently in Austin, and, and I'm living in Round Rock, which is 30 minutes outside of Austin. But same thing, small smaller town outside. Okay, cool. I've been to both uh, El Paso and Austin. Okay. Um, El Paso was really interesting. Yeah, um, what did you go for? I was on. Uh, I was working uh, as a uh, merch guy for a band on tour, and uh, the the tour, you know, went through all the major cities in, in Texas, including El Paso. Okay, sweet. That's and, cool that you got that experience. Yes, I was. Uh, I was super lucky to get that experience. It really opened my eyes to just a lot of things, just to get like a little touch of you know the inside of yes. of uh, you know the industry on a on a different note. Um, instead of playing, being the guy kind of working on the crew. Okay. Um, but anyway, I can't. I wish I could remember the venue that we played at. It was like a super old theater in El Paso, but it was just really interesting because it's a border town. And yes. you know, so what was it? What was it? I've always wondered what is it like living on a border town? Like because I feel like everyone else in America that is far away from borders, we we get a, a different idea, different b different pictures are painted on on what these border towns or cities are like. Yeah, um, I I think well, I definitely was like for for example, I think in my senior class, uh, I was probably one. Uh, like there was probably eight. Like I'm uh, maybe that's an extreme number. Maybe like twenty white people, you know, it, with five hundred Hispanic. So I was definitely. Um, I I I know that like say when I moved to Central Texas, I noticed that people like Hispanics were being ostracized more. Like like ter like you know, negative terms, you were just thrown out there, like as if it was nothing. And if you were to say something like that in El Paso, yeah, you'd get jumped or you get, you get in a fight. So, uh, I, I feel like I was definitely the minority and I was, I was, you know, called, you know, white boy or cracker. And it was, it was, it was, it was, a it was kind of like a lot of it was a negative connotation and being white, it was, it was like negative. And it was like, it was, uh, that, that's, that's what it mostly was. It was, it was never like, Oh, like you're, you're white. That's awesome. You should be the popular white dude, a kid, you know, it was just yeah. like, you, yeah, there was something negative a, a connotation to it. So that was a challenge. Um, and there was a lot of like, you, you would, you know, if you didn't speak Spanish, then you were kind of, you were the outsider. You kind of like looked like it was more the norm to like be bilingual. So, um, yeah, so that was that was a challenge. Um, I yeah, I don't know what else. Um, I don't know what to say other than that the culture was Hispanic. You know, like that was the primary mm -hmm, culture. I remember driving along the fence, the fence line, and mm -hmm. just seeing into Mexico, and it was just a bunch of like cardboard boxes or so, like little tiny shanties it was just like the most depressing thing oh the houses yes yeah that i, I know ever saw about. yeah on the on the other side into yeah. into mexico yep. yeah yeah mm -hmm. and i just thought i was like okay like i know all of mexico is not like that but it's like why is it like that i right know next to no. us like, yeah i remember i remember some comedian was saying something like uh oh like i look at like utep and like look at this like you know wonderful native american uh uh, inspired architecture it was beautiful and then i look to the left and i'm like oh good god what are, like these poor hurricane victims like it was like during that like that section that you're talking about it was like very shanty uh like houses it, it was yeah i know what you're talking about it looks very uh very uh, archaic or like not developed whatsoever yeah um so i i found that fascinating but i'm also fascinating by what you just told me though what it was like growing up as the you know, white people being the minority. I mean, does that give you now, you know, being in a, in a different part of the state where the population 
is is different as far as the mix goes does that give you a, a more appreciation of of culture and and realizing that being the minority is hard yeah um okay let me let me just think uh yeah, like I, I remember it does like it makes me appreciate I, I don't know if this is the, answering your question, but I when I think of the Hispanic culture, I like how they're more generally the, their lifestyle is slower. I, I feel like it's it's more calm. It's more about family. It's more about celebration. And, and so it's just more laid back. And I feel like if you go into you know uh, the white culture, that's uh, more f- fast paced. These are generalizations, but this is just my. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that kind of family oriented thing and, and more uh, like it's like mm, how do I say it? it's like not as concerned about what people think. It's less maybe judgmental. Maybe it's like more like you, you're going to you'll be able to talk and, and you can say uh, syntax wrong and you know just whatever and it's just it's it ain't no thing so uh yeah. that's 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 nice I, I do appreciate that and and it's 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 uh nice it's nice not being uh the minority and, and kind of uh yeah i feel like a little bit more mm, like there's more respect or something mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a it's a hard thing to yeah pinpoint but I don't know if that answers your question. I guess maybe I wasn't. No, no, no. You're. I that that does answer my question. But maybe you'll understand more of maybe after I tell you this. I saw a meme the other day mm-hmm. um, that said something like um, the uh, the white population in America is worrying about becoming the minority, and mm-hmm. then like the next sentence says. Why are you worried about becoming the minority? Do they get treated bad or something? Like, you know, as <laughs> as a joke and and what like you just said just like com- you know, it confirms that. Like we, you know, treat the wh- whoever it is, we we treat that minority uh not to uh the utmost respect as as we should. So I guess I was thinking since you had gone through that experience yourself, it made you appreciate the minorities wherever it is that you are even more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's just like it's the race or um uh, you know, music orientation or you know, you could you could carry that over with like I went to college, went to A&M for two years and it was like a lot of people listening to country music just playing. And so if I were to play like my stuff, it's like, the, oh, the used like this guy's screaming like this is something's wrong with you. You know, so it's like you're the minority. You're judged for your musical taste or you're judged for how you look like if I were to go in certain places with my hair dyed then yeah it's just like you're always going to be ostracized which is dangerous we we have that innate fear like in the past where tribes ostracize certain people then you just like oh you're going to die so it's like that's in our blood to be like afraid of being the minority and like you're going to be cast out or something but yeah yeah. (laughs) well it's it's a good thing you you know like I said you you got that experience um earlier in your life, even though it was, I mean, it wasn't pleasant, but you know, it probably, like I said, it, it probably, probably makes you appreciate things a little more. Yeah, it sounds like that's, it. That's true. Sounds yeah. like it, it does. Um, well, let's get back to talking about, uh, paranoia on main street. Um, this, uh, this podcast is being released just before. Uh, so if you're listening to, uh, this on Tuesday, October 6th, the single is actually dropping the 8th, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, So this is like just in time for Halloween. And I feel like most of of your your songs can kind of go well with the whole Halloween (laughs) theme. Are are you a, I, I assume you're a big Halloween horror movie fan or maybe i'm completely wrong i i don't know <laughs> uh yeah no i i yeah totally I, I feel like that's like my um like you, you mentioned earlier like is was the paranoia like written in a, was it real or was it like in a fantasy land i feel like my fan like it's um my fantasy land slash reality of my mental world is like i'm comfortable and feel safe in the gothic macabre realm so so i yeah definitely i definitely am all about halloween uh, year round, and I know that the the audience that there's a lot of uh, the the fans that they they're the same way. There's, it's always like that's the that's the the favorite holiday. They probably feel mo- more at home than uh, there. Yeah, I would say like any subgenre of 
this scene that you and I come from, they're all obsessed with Halloween. Doesn't matter okay. if it's, you know, it doesn't matter if it's pop punk or punk or or emo or like any of those genres in the scene. Like all, like seem to be obsessed with Halloween. Okay, <laughs> so um, so are, are there any like uh, movies in particular that end up inspiring? Some of the, th- I mean, I know obviously you you have a lot of musical influences, but what about what about when it comes to movies, visuals? Um, I so if there, I'm I'm trying, I'm noticing a trend that I kind of like the dark comedy where it's like maybe it's it's the macabre and Halloween uh, com- uh, department, but it's not as much gore as it is like uh, you know like a more safe zone in the Halloween world. So um, I, I guess all the Tim Burton stuff. Uh, so yeah, like Be- Beetlejuice was like one of my favorites growing up. Um, and I loved the Adams family um, and, uh, and uh, Arrow monsters. I mean, aesthetically, it's just like, Oh, they got the grunge. Like it was the Nickelodeon show and they, they, they have grunge and they have, you know, the sophisticated artsy uh, aesthetic with it and, and the macabre. So uh, stuff like that, um, I guess Waxworks. that's like uh, maybe like came out in 1989 or 1990 or something. But when I read the reviews, it's like, Oh, this is like, people are treating it like a comedy, even though when I was younger, I didn't see it as a comedy at all. But um, yeah, so stuff like that, like I like the Gothic fantasy stuff that, that kind of, you know, it's like, I liked wax works a lot because every, every wax uh, situation or circumstance that they fell into was like a a totally different fantasy world. Like you got the vampires and you got mummies and you got, um, you know, just uh, night of the living dead zombies and, um, you know, so, so that, I, I guess the, those are the big ones. Um, um, I'm trying to, is I'm that trying the, to, I'm sure I'm blanking. Is, is that the first one that you ever, or, or like the first kind of horror thing that you were introduced, introduced to was, uh, waxworks. Is that what you yeah, called it? Maybe. I, never, yeah. I, I think I've heard of it. I've, I know I've never seen it, but I yeah. think I've, I've heard of it at least. Yeah, I, I think it might've been, um, maybe it was the Adams family. Um, I'm trying to remember the first, uh, the earlier ones. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, Waxworks. There, there was a lot of like, definitely my mom was like big into movies and she collected, you know, just like with the VHSs, like record, like go to Blockbuster and record like three movies in one VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, so it's and like, on I, the, like the really, um, the, what was it called? The STP or S, like the, the cheapest recording, uh, setting you know what i'm talking about you know oh, how there was you know how there was a space or something you know or, how there was it was like sp and then and you could only get like 30 minutes out of an sp uh recording oh. mode and then there was like s something else and then you could get like two hours or three hours or <laughs> i whatever. do not know that i'm assuming that the quality just diminishes the more you're recording Yes, that's exactly what it was. And I'm trying to, I know SP was like the better recording. It's almost like, you know, when you're talking about, um, you know, HD and there's, there's 720 and there's 920 and there's 1080 and, you know, and the higher you go, the better it is, you know, it was kind of like that. Yeah. I'm assuming it was the very lowest quality. There was at least like three (laughs) or four movies per (laughs) VHS. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember. I remember recording movies off of cable. I remember doing that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. TV. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Had the had the V uh, the VH uh, or the VCR hooked up to the the cable and would you know we would record the commercials and all you know. Oh yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. <be. laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so were you the, were you the same? Was it like was it horror? Were you were you was that like the dominant genre? Not up? for me, no, because oh, yeah. I okay. I am terrified of I am a scaredy cat, man. I am really? the I am the you opposite. Still don't like it. No, it still scares like even <laughs> okay, so the other night, this is how much of a scaredy cat I am. The other night, I I haven't watched a, a horror movie in in a while. I mean, I watch them from time to time because uh like my my girlfriend for instance, she likes them. Um so, you know, coming up this spooky season, I'm sure well, we are in spooky season, so I'm pretty sure this month at some point, probably gonna watch a scary movie, um, even okay. though I don't, I, I don't want to. I do, I do it for her, right? But anyway, uh-huh. so, um, you know, like half the time I live alone. Um, my son's not always here; he's with his mom half the time, and then the other half he's with me. You know, okay. so one of the nights I was alone, uh, 
this week and I just started as I was going to bed I just started to have like all these horror creepy thoughts in my head that like <laughs> something was you know under my bed or something was in my closet or like and like it literally kept me awake because i was thinking of like the darkest things <laughs> even you already, though you already go there and you feel like it's not being like released in any way when you're watching horror movies it's not like uh, exercising it out of your system <laughs> no yeah. and i and i hadn't watched anything scary in in a while and some like that my mind is just screwed up apparently <laughs> Um, but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, like I'm, I'm just a scaredy cat. So, um, so, you know, it's not like my main, you know, I love adventure and comedy and, you know, but I, I yeah. do like a, 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 maybe some of the more mm. like thriller movies. Um, uh-huh. you know, so there are some of my favorite movies that are more on the, the thriller side. Um, it just is the mind, mind bender, just like keeping you on the edge of your seats, and it's like yeah. more like a mis- mystery than it is like gore yes. and stuff like that. And yeah. I am also the classic guy that goes to a movie theater, watches a, a horror movie, has the popcorn, you know, ho- he's holding it in his lap, and then a scary part comes, and like literally popcorn <laughs> flies everywhere. I have people confirming this. Uh, this has actually happened where, like, all of a sudden there's one of those jump scares or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I fall for them every time. I'm like, ah! And just, <laughs> there goes the popcorn, yeah, you know? Okay. Or the, you know. I like that. I, I love that. Like, it's, like, I'm a nervous person, too, so it's cool meeting other people who are high-strung <laughs> like that. But yeah. obviously you you like horror, though. So, what? like, what? what's your – I mean, this has to be your favorite time of the year, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, 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 uh, I haven't really, you know, leaned into like the tradition of like put a horror movie on when October comes, but I am starting to like, yeah, kind of embrace it and be like, yeah, I like as older I get, I like holidays and seasons. And, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, but I, yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I think it's always this. I'm my wife is like in your shoes where she I'm having to convince her like hey, what maybe we can put this one on. And she's like not right now, not today. I'm like, okay, so I'll try next week. Maybe maybe we can try. But I, yeah, I like I like the horror, the thrillers too. Just any, anything that's like a psychological, um, you know, twist. Um, I love. Yeah. So like for instance, um, I went and saw the most recent Invisible Man that was released earlier this year. Oh, I haven't seen that. Awesome. How was it that? Was, it was really good. I'm, I'm, It really kept me on the edge of my seat, let me tell you that. My heart was just, you know, <laughs> racing like crazy. Um, now, mind you, that's not like, you know, like a really super scary horror movie, but, you know, it's a very intense thriller, um, really keeps you on the edge of your seat, and, like, even that scared me to when I got home that I thought there was like somebody in my house and I could, <laughs> and I couldn't uh-huh. see them, you know? So like, yeah, it, it's yep. just... That's got the supernatural element. You just can't quite see what this scary thing is. But, yeah, 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 exactly. No, it was, it was really good. I, I highly uh, suggest uh, giving it a, giving it a watch. I'll go watch, whenever... go support uh, Johnny Depp. I think he was starring in that one. Uh, no, oh, no, Johnny, one. uh, who I don't know who the main guy is in Invisible Man. The main girl is Elizabeth Moss. Oh, Elizabeth. Okay. Um, first name's Elizabeth. I can't remember if it's if her last name is. I'm gonna have to look that up. But um, Elizabeth anyway, Moss. Yeah. I I think I think I'm right on that. I don't know. I could be wrong. Like I said, I'll have to double check. I but anyway, it, it was Moss. It was Moss. Okay, that's what yep. I thought because uh, I was I was a fan of her because I liked uh, the TV show Mad Men, and mm. that's that that was a big uh, boost for her and earlier oh, on in her yeah, career. Yeah, she was in The Handmaiden's Tale. Yes, that was another big TV show yeah, for her. Yeah, she's good. She's great. Yeah, she's a fantastic actor. She just did such an amazing job in that movie. So yeah, go uh, go watch it when you get the chance. Um, hey. But you know, a movie that's like uh, talking about psychological thrillers and stuff. Like one of my favorite movies is actually um, uh, now I'm forgetting the name of it. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I'll think of it. I'll think of it later when it's not important. But um, anyway, so um, so yeah, we've got paranoia on Main Street. 
dropping October 8th, and that's available everywhere, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Available everywhere and on, on, on release day. I think the street team is there coordinating a party with Ooh. like uh, karaoke and, and, and arts like drawings and uh, stuff like that. So they're helping plan it. So that, that'll be a fun place to hang out. I think it'll be, I think I'm going to drop the video on that day so we can hang out on the discord and uh, on YouTube. So you, you'll, you can find out about discord on the Instagram, I think. Okay. Awesome. Um, and what is your, Oh, actually, I, w I was just looking at it. So you think, is it just Demi the Daredevil, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so just Demi the Daredevil on Instagram. Is that also the same for like Twitter and Facebook too? Um, Twitter, it, Demi the Daredevil is too long of a handle. So it was Demi Daredevil on Twitter. But okay. uh, yeah, every, everywhere else. Yeah. Okay. That makes the. That makes sense. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's it's hard when you can't make them all the same, and you gotta like you know, I know adjust. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that, at least that's like not too far from you know the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, is there anything? But before we wrap this up, is there anything else you want to promote besides you know the the single dropping, um, that you want to push or talk about? Um, maybe, uh, just the, we, we have, uh, like the, the, the fan community we call, uh, Devlins and, uh, there, we, we started a discord and that's growing and that, that's a, a di discord is just a really cool channel because you can kind of segment or categorize all these different styles of chats. Like, uh, here's for memes and here's for sharing your own art and here's event chat and stuff like that. So it's a good place. There's, there's a lot of fans who have like, they're going through uh, gender uh, issues and, you know, just, just all, all these things that it's, it's cool when they don't think that anybody else is going through it. And then they come to a community and, and you can kind of feel more like you belong and feel uh, you know, educated on that more educated. So, uh, so I, yeah, I guess just that, that if you, if you DM me on Instagram or, um, you, you'll, you'll, you know, I'll let you know about that. And, you know, if you join the email list, uh, I'm sending, uh, you know, acoustic versions of songs that aren't released anywhere. So, um, Ooh. there's that. And, uh, yeah, that might be it. And then the, we got a street team that we're building. So yeah, maybe, maybe mainly those three, uh, things, I guess. Awesome. Well, that's all exciting stuff, man. I did see too, is, if I'm reading this right, there's actually, this is important. Um, so are you perf performing at the billboards? I vote oh, on November yes. 3rd. Yeah. So yeah. how does, how does that work? Is that obviously, is that a virtual thing? I assume it's a virtual thing. I don't know what platform it's going to end up being on. Uh, they, uh, I was, I, I, they, they gave you the option of recording live on November 3rd or sending a pre-recorded set. So I think I'm going for the pre-recorded set. They pushed the deadline back. So I still, I'm going to record that and send it to them that that's going to happen on November 3rd, regardless. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's just whoever votes, uh, it gets an access uh, pass to, uh, seeing that live stream for whatever artists there, I guess they can see all artists if they vote and they just, you know, show that they did it. That's so, so cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I assume um I wonder I wonder how you show like that you voted. I wonder how that's, that works. That's a good question. I should know yeah. that. Um I yeah. I <laughs> I'm not like know. trying to like grill you. I'm just like wondering like I think that's a really cool idea and it's so cool yeah. that you're a part of it too. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it. I was like going for a while, like being indifferent towards voting and then now it seems like, oh no, well you I, I really, you know, re recommend or think that it's good to to vote in the lesser of the evils or at least like voting in, you know, what you believe in more than it's it's good to participate and not Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Everyone should vote. It doesn't matter um, you know, everyone obviously has different beliefs. Um, but you know, it's important to, like you said, participate. So, um, you know, I uh, I definitely plan on voting as well. I, I know early voting is pretty much taking place everywhere right now, which I plan on doing uh -huh. early early voting too. Um, so Same. I'll be uh, voting here in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, everyone should good, good. vote. And then that way they can watch a, a special performance by uh, Demi the Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Well, Looking it just- forward to it. 
have you decided if it's just going to be you acoustic or is it going to yeah. you going to have some other members or backing tracks or how does that I started I started hiring uh, a live drummers for uh, the show and I think for this particular case it's just going to be easier for me to do an unplugged acoustic so um yeah, yeah the, I I'm fi- I just figured out that sa- how to get the sound uh running through pro tools to give it a little bit better sound so I'll, I'll just do it unplugged nice well that'll yeah. be you know that'll be special considering you know the the single and and your other releases are you know they have all the elements all the instruments and you know um it, f- the full band sound and yeah. it'll be it'll be cool to hear the unplugged i'm a sucker for a good unplugged version me too. Of the song. yeah yeah me too I, yeah. I i enjoy it i think I, I posted a poll saying what song should i do acoustic and there was a decent amount of people being like none i hate acoustic unplugged <laughs> versions but uh i think that it's really I, yeah I, I love hearing the essence of what the song is without all the instrumentation sometimes you see that the songwriting isn't as strong uh or something but it's still got the lyrics it's still got the melody chord progression I feel like it, right, it really does, doing a unplugged version of a song does really show how good of a foundation that song is laid on. And I can't imagine this, any of your songs sounding, you know, terrible unplugged just because the, the, uh, the songwriting is there, the musicianship is there. So I'm sure... Whatever you decide to do for the, uh, you know, the Billboard I vote, I'm sure that'll go over well. Awesome, so. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's man. Great. Of course. Um, all right. Well, anything else, uh, Jeff? Um, no, I, I yeah, that was the uh, that it was. It's really awesome again be to be a part of uh, your podcast. I think what what you're doing is really uh, really cool, and it's very you know it's uh, yeah it's good to um, you know for for musicians to feel. Uh, like their stuff's being uh, critically analyzed and looked at uh, from your perspective. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. So course, thanks, for, thanks for having me on. Hope hey. everybody go and follow pop punk, uh, pop, uh, pop, pop punk pizza podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is, it's this a, ba- is it based off of a pizza business or you just call no. it? That? <laughs> the, uh, the, the name comes from, I've, I've always, my whole life I've been obsessed with, you know, pop punk and, you know, punk oriented music. Uh, that's just something that I've never strayed away from. And, and I used to be in a pop punk band as well. Um, but I've also been just like super obsessed with pizza and those two things (laughs) just go so well together. And, um, when, when pop punk and pizza started, I had already been podcasting for a couple of years but my format was kind of all over the place. And, uh, and so was the name. Like I can't, I had two, I had a couple different names going on for my podcast at the time. And I'm like, I need something that pinpoints what I truly love. And that's, you know, so that's how that. It goes very well. I feel like it's like immediate clickbait. Like it's like (laughs) pop punk and then pizza. Yes. (laughs) And I mean, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Usually like, of course we're thousands of miles apart or hundreds of miles apart, but you know, uh, pre pandemic, we had a lot of episodes where, um, you know, I'm actually sitting person to person with artists and we're eating pizza together and and talking, but you know, some of it has happened virtually sometimes. I mean, it's just not the same. Um, you know, but pre-pandemic, a lot of the, you know, like a lot of the Chicago-based bands, we'd sit together and, and eat pizza and, and, you know, record the podcast and, and have a good time. So it's a great idea, man. Yeah. Well, I'm thank really, you I'm so happy, much. I'm happy you're doing this and I'm happy that you've continued. What episode number is this? Uh, this will be 116. All right. So, that's, yeah. that's good. You didn't, you didn't, you stick with it. Like I see a lot of podcasts kind of drop off. Like they, they everyone has, they want to start something and then they fall, it just falls by the wayside. So that's cool. Keep going. It's hard. It, it's, I, uh, I have never completely stopped it. I've had periods of time where I wasn't putting out new episodes. You know, there's been a, a series of months and stuff because I have been doing this for four years. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, happy to still be here and being able to you know talk to to extremely talented people like yourself it's it's truly seriously i'm i'm honored and very flattered with your words so thank you for that (laughs) i I truly appreciate it 
yeah, I love connecting with people like you. So thanks for being a thinking human being who's who's appreciative of of art and looking at it from a, an analytical perspective. It's awesome. Well, thank you, thank you for that. I'm I, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. Usually, people don't come onto the podcast to, you know. <laughs> Talk me up, man! I don't know how I'm gonna get out of my house today. My my head is so big now. So yeah. it's got to be um, a reciprocal thing. Like we all gotta like get bigger heads together. I think. And uh, true. Yeah, that's it. True, <laughs> very true. But yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, Demi the Daredevil is, is such a cool thing, and um, you're doing some cool stuff. It, it's uh, you know you're you're gaining traction, and it makes me very very happy to see that. So. Awesome, man. Yeah, well, th thanks for having me on. I hope everyone follow Pop Punk Pizza Podcast and uh, Demi the Daredevil if you have not heard of me yet. Um, and I uh, hope to be on um, soon, later on, for another release. Be yeah, awesome. I'm, you're welcome back anytime, man. Please. Cool. Sorry. Okay. All right. Take care, Jeff. Well, take care. Nice meeting you. Yep, nice meeting you too. Thank you once again to Jeff of Demi the Daredevil. Uh, Jeff Azar, uh, by the way. Uh, I, I don't think I said his name in the, in the intro I did, but Jeff Azar of Demi the Daredevil. He is a one-man band. His new spooky song, Paranoia on Main Street, which is produced by Sean O'Keefe, who did uh, who's worked with Fall Out Boy and Plain White T. Sean has done some really incredible work. Um, that song, Paranoia on Main Street, is dropping here in just a couple days on October 8th. And you'll be able to listen to that on any streaming platform when it does drop. Now, if you want to keep in contact and uh, get the most up-to-date uh, stuff happening with Demi the Daredevil, you can just go to DemiTheDaredevil.com and uh, there you'll find streaming links and social media links, links to music videos, their merch store, and so much more. So DemiTheDaredevil.com to keep up with everything that Jeff is up to. He's super creative, super talented, and I could, just can't wait to uh, hear more music from Jeff. So that wraps up today's episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques L'Amour. Just a reminder, if you can, if you love this podcast and uh, you want to support us in a monetary fashion, you can buy something from our merch store today at bangerangradio.com forward slash merch. It is sweater weather, right? A little chilly this October. So go to uh, bangerangradio.com forward slash merch, and there's, there's several hoodie options. But uh, if you're not in need of a hoodie, we've got t-shirts, there's coffee mugs, uh, phone cases, face masks, and uh, a couple more items up there for you. And every purchase goes right back here to the podcast so I can keep the lights on for you right now. So bangerangradio.com forward slash merch. If you want to keep up to date on everything that's happening here on the podcast, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. My Twitter is at on air with JL. As far as music submissions and interview inquiries or any like kind of general questions you have about the podcast, you can shoot me an email with your EPK, links to your music, press pages, what have you, to bangerangradio at gmail.com and I will get back to you as soon as I can. I'm a little backed up on my emails right now, to be honest, um, but I will eventually get back to you. So bangerangradio at gmail.com to send in those submissions. And I've been getting so many great submissions lately, so I want to say thank you for that. Now, coming up this Thursday, October 8th, we'll have, um, or I'll have a brand new episode dropping for you. It's our 10 songs for October 2020 episode and i know i promised that episode last week but i i made a goof um it was actually in fact supposed to come out on the 8th the reason why i couldn't do it on the first was because one of the songs i have on the list isn't actually wasn't officially out on all streaming platforms yet so i didn't want to release the episode and have uh, the band's full song play 
when it's not even available to stream anywhere. I wanted people to be able to go find it online if they really liked the song. So coming up this Thursday, October 8th, 10 songs for October 2020. What it is, it's a Spotify playlist that I put together every single month. You can find that playlist actually right now and get a sneak peek of the songs. Um, it's the, the playlist is just called Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast on Spotify. So find that if you want, give it a follow. And every single month I update it with 10 new songs that I think you should listen to or check out for the month of October. So I'm super stoked about this month's list because there are just so many incredible bands on it and incredible songs. I had so many great submissions just in the, like the last month or two. So thank you for sending those in. I truly appreciate it. And I can't wait to share that list with you coming up here in just a couple days. I hope the Halloween season is treating you well so far. Be safe out there, please. Keep those thoughts positive, and I'll talk to you in a couple days. Peace. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you.